Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Welcome to the Anyone's Game podcast. On Sunday, we had reporters out and about at five different SWPL matches. And here we bring you the reports and reaction from all five. We were there to see Rangers beat Hibs 1-0 and Celtic beat Spartans 1-0 ahead of the Old Farm Derby this weekend. We were also at three SWPL 2 games as there were wins for Aberdeen, Queen's Park and Partick Thistle. Head coach Malky Thompson praised Rangers' patience as a Chelsea Cornet goal gave them a 1-0 win over Hibernian, then admitted they had been surprised by the host game plan. Cornet scored with 50 minutes to go against the Rolls side to make it 3 wins for 3 for Rangers. The wins of Hearts and Spartans, this was Rangers' first real test of their title credentials. The game came alive after 20 minutes when Dana Bormer hit the deck inside the box after Leah Eddy's challenge, but the referee waved away the penalty claims and booked the French defender for diving. After that, it was Hibbs with the best chance to half when Charlotte Potts headed off the crossbar, and only a fine goal-saving tackle by Kirsten Riley denied Siobhan Hunter on the rebound. It was becoming apparent one goal was going to win it, Zoe Ness fired over for Rangers while at the other end, Ailey Adams shot straight at the goalkeeper with perhaps a through ball to Shannon Leesman was the better option. The game needed a moment of quality and arrived when Rangers Brogan Hayes scampered down the right and sent a teasing ball in for Lizzie Arnott. Her effort was brilliantly saved by goalkeeper Sophie Allison, but Conant reacted quickest to nudge the ball over the line. Hibbs could have hit back instantly when Rachel Ball's low shot was saved and in the last moments of the game the ball fell to Adams in the box with the ball bounced off her thigh and Rangers got it to safety. Afterwards, we got reaction from Rangers head coach Malky Thompson and Hibs counterpart Dean Gibson. Great one, fantastic one. Um, I think it, it took. The, we kind of understood that it was going to take a bit of time, you know, to, to get the goal. But we were patient enough to do that. Once we got the goal, I think the, the girls. Well, you've seen the girls relax and we started passing the ball, but it encouraged them to come out against us more. Um, but certainly, um, we never, we never kind of planned for them to sit in as much as they did and try and hit us in the counter. So. Um, that was a wee bit of a surprise, but however, they've done alright. The game's just finding for a bit of quality, and that's some ball in from Brogan Hayes. Great, yeah, well, we know what Brogan's about. Um, it was nip and talk as to you know, picking the team, who was going to start, who was going to come on, because both, uh, both Dana and Brogan bring different elements to the game. And Brogan, as you can see, at absolute lightning pace. He's, he's quicker, than, quicker than the quickest person in Quicktown. So. Um, yeah, you're just saying that you've got so many options. You had Chelsea coming off the bench last week, and then starts this week, and you see the goal. Yeah, it's, a, it's about the full team. Um, I think when we started um, the team, we, we explained to them that when it be a case, it would be the same eleven that would be picked every week. You know, um, we've got a team of, of players that have all got different attributes and different weapons, and we'll utilise those throughout the season. Um, obviously, about the goal as well. Quite, quite pleasing. That I know they had that chance at the end, but you passed the ball a bit well and actually managed the game quite well. Aye, we managed it quite well, but I think, to be honest, we I think at the end of the game, we, our structure wasn't right at the end of the game, and it's something we'll need to think about. Um, the last five minutes, I thought we, we, we never had the same structures we had in the, the, the previous 8 to 85 before that, you know, so I'm a wee bit disappointed in the sense that we were a bit ragged at the end, and it, and it, and it opened up chances for them to score. They're all big games, but it's up perfectly now. Ah, it's great, great for the great for the old firm game there, so we'll get our eyes on that and play at home. Great, I mean, I mean, I think we'll, we'll, I think this is my second home. We've been here. This is three times we've been here, you know, week after week here. So it'll be great for us. We'll get back onto our pitch. It's a brand new pitch. It's been laid at, at, um, at the training ground. Um, so it'll be great to go in there, big pitch, grass, and, and go and enjoy it. You know. I think I'm proud of every single player that 
within a green strip today. We didn't deserve to lose that game. But I think um, these type of games, you usually somebody wins them by a goal, and unfortunately we were on the wrong side of it. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted for the players because you put that amount of effort and work right into a game to, to lose it is is devastating. But we'll pick ourselves back up and, and we'll go again at training on Tuesday. But feeling is proud, gutted, but but proud. That game could have went our way. So. In terms of improvements, there's always things you can improve on. I thought the first half we maybe could have showed a little bit more composure. But at the same time, we deliberately sat in so deep, so it's very hard to then get out. So we knew what we'd set ourselves up for the first half. But we worked very, very hard. We competed for every ball. I thought we won the majority of first balls and second balls. Um, if I had to be really critical, I mean, maybe show a little bit more composure. But at the same time, it's very hard to do that when your team's so deep. In, and that's the way we set the girls up. We had a game plan that, that worked. And unfortunately, Rangers scored just as we were ready to go a little bit more attacking, so sods low, but that's what it is. So Celtic have overcome a stubborn Spartan side by a goal to nil in East Kilbride. The goal came when Celtic striker Sarah Ewans charged down a clearance, the deflection taking it past the despairing dive of Rachel Harrison in the Spartans' goal. It's a cruel way for the away side to lose the game. For them, that's three defeats in a row by a single goal now. For all Celtic's dominance in the game, they struggled to create many meaningful chances. Tegan Bowie saw a shot flash just wide, while Ewans nearly doubled her tally in as many minutes, but her lofted shot could only find the crossbar. Harrison kept her side in touching distance with a series of vital stops, and they may have thought they'd get an equaliser. Becky Galbraith broke the offside trap, but was unable to slip her shot beneath Chloe Logan. Spartans pushed hard for an equaliser in the closing stages, but couldn't find the breakthrough. For Celtic, they've recovered from their opening defeat with two wins and now prepare for a clash with old firm rivals Rangers next time out. I caught up with Celtic boss Fran Alonso after the match. Uh, yeah, a tough game. Uh, we knew it. I say on, on Thursday before the game, we expected a very tough game and that's exactly what it was. It, it was a tough game. We knew uh, it, it would be a team difficult to, to break down. Uh, I think we were very dominant in the first half. Uh, all, the, all the game were played in their half. Uh, but still, we struggle to create clear chances, um, you know, because of their, their defensive organization and solidity. And you know, obviously, they are they are aggressive, uh, they are well drilled. So we knew it, and it was just for us about being patient. At half time, we, we say that we say, girls, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, just try to be a little bit uh, less panicky in the final third. I think we have so many good chances, and then the last pass or the last shot, it was always uh, under pressure. Uh, and I think, yeah, we, we scored the goal in the second half, and. And after that, well, they got they got one chance, but we kept them away from our goal, which was the you know um, we didn't have really many chances to to, to score, maybe a couple. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm happy with the three points and and the clean sheet against a team that is very tough to beat. Spartans sit second bottom following their third successive defeat now, but they have played three of the big four sides in division. I asked manager Debbie McCulloch if she was sick of losing games narrowly. I'm not sick of it, I'm proud of my players, do you know what I mean, like, you know, that's like, you know, two teams we've played that are classified as professional and are training a lot more than us and we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them um, and we've corrected mistakes and I, and I think it's coming, there's still a lot of games to be played in this season, so, yeah, as much as it um, not winning hurts us, you know, coming away feeling that, like, you know, we should have got more, yeah, we're not going to let our heads get down about it, but at the same time, over the last three games, things have remarkably improved. Um, probably not as quick as I would like, 
but certainly I'm seeing the improvements and I think you know we gave Celtic a right good game today so I think we need to do more with the ball um, and we've been saying this for the last two weeks and we've been working hard on the training ground on it and you know you're limited in what you can do in the training ground but you know it's better than it was last week I felt we had more of the ball especially in the late latter stages of the game Celtic started to panic they started to lose their shape a wee bit We've got the flexibility that we can change our shape as well. And, um, you know, in the last 10 minutes, I felt like, you know, even though we didn't maybe create as clear-cut chances, we certainly put them under much more pressure in their own defending third and in our attacking third. So we've got to take that to the next level, and the players know that, and they'll buy into that and work hard at every single training session to do that because, you know, we've handed the result to Celtic today by losing, you know, a bizarre goal is probably the only way I can put it. And we need to start earning things for ourselves going forward. And that will be the focus going forward as we go into preparing for forfeit at home next Sunday. Aberdeen beat Glasgow Women 1-0 in Newton Park. And co-manager Emma Hunter said her young side had to get over big game nerves to make it four wins from four. Bale Hutchinson's second half goal was all that separated the sides of Newton Park. The Glasgow women did miss a leap penalty that would have secured a share of the spoils. Aberdeen now two points clear at the top of SWL2 with a game in hand over second place Hamilton. Aberdeen had scored 18 goals in their opening three games, won the front foot early against Craig Joyce's side. Jenna Penman and Hutchinson both went close in the first half, while Eva Thompson was denied 1-1 with goalkeeper Chloe Gibney. The breakthrough came though when Hutchinson took a cross first time and looked a beautiful finish into the net. After that, it was a home side who took control of the game, bombarding the Aberdeen box with a series of dangerous crosses. Summer signing Taylor Hamill twice went close with dipping shots, but the best opportunity arrived from the penalty spot in the 85th minute. However, Cara Henderson put her effort over the bar as the Dons held on for all three points. Afterwards, I spoke to Aberdeen co-manager Emma Hunter and Glasgow woman boss Craig Joyce. I think obviously when we came down here, we, we knew they would give us a tough game. Um, we, we knew they would battle and... They pressed us high up the pitch and we knew they were going to do that and make it difficult for us to play our normal football. So yeah, look, we didn't play the best that we, we know we can, but what we shown today was, you know, a good resilience and, you know, just to stick in and get the victory was the most important thing. And we go home with three points, so that's what matters. I felt the first half, it could have been a different game if we'd taken our chances a wee bit better and maybe we would have just taken a bit of pressure off of us, but I think it's quite a young squad and... I think as time goes on, the game you haven't scored, I think it's, they started to feel a little bit of pressure, but once we got the goal, I felt like we were maybe just going to get a bit a bit more of the ball and keep it and more chances would come, but credit to the Glasgow women, they, they just kept coming at us and um, I guess it's showing a lot of good resilience in defending as well, about just trying to keep, keep the victory and some good game management at the end as well. So. Yeah, overall, really pleased with going home with three points, really. Now it's all about recovery, making sure we've got a game on Tuesday against St Johnston at home. So it's recovery, picked up a couple of injuries, which is obviously a concern, but we've got a big squad, so... You mentioned injuries, and it was a really bad one at the end of the game. And how yeah, so it looks like she's torn her hamstring, which is a little bit worrying. Um, I thought Jenna Penman, she played fantastic today. She was a real battler. Um, so yeah, she was a warrior today, and you can see she's getting carried off the pitch. Uh, so look, these, these these things happen. We've spoke about this throughout the season, and that's why we've got a big squad of players. So we're more than capable of the players coming in and doing their job as well. So yeah, hopefully she recovers really quickly. I mean, four wins from four as well. Can't really ask for more than that. I suppose. No, um, yeah, and I guess like that that was the point today as well. It was it was about the victory, 
and some games are going to end up like this where it's a bit scrappy not the style that we want to play SWPL2 is going to be tough we knew that so we take this as one of those games that you know we come away with a victory it was a bit scrappy didn't play the way we wanted to but winning and getting three points and still the four out of four victories is what matters to us just now yeah so really pleased uh, I guess I mean obviously the most clean things getting the goal but the fact you got a clean sheet because of a lot of really good deliveries in Glasgow yeah I think we'd actually watched uh, some of the footage that we did have and that was something that we knew that we'd deliver was uh, some good quality balls so we knew that we had to defend really well <laughs> we talked about the start of the game not giving away any set pieces and corners unfortunately I think for some reason that probably that, that game plan didn't work so yeah we knew there would always be dangerous with that so we just knew and it was one of our objectives was to make sure that we defend really well on all of our set pieces so I'm proud of them for that because we didn't concede and and that was really important to us as well. Obviously, you missed the penalty, but did you think it was a penalty? It was difficult. Like I, as a coach, it's difficult to know when you're so far away from the action. And obviously, I speak to my players, and I think they they felt it wasn't a penalty. It was more of a head knock between the two of them. So our players are a bit confused about the decision. But again, it's difficult for me as a coach until I, I see it again, and I was quite far away. So I just say that must be hugely frustrating for you. It is. It's, it's massively frustrating. Um, and a bit disappointing going home knowing that we've not took anything for that game to be honest with you um, don't get me wrong you can't take anything away from Aberdeen it was, I think it was a only shot and goal second half and they scored it and it was, it was a cracking finish um, for the girl um, and he caught us in the counter but overall it's, it's massively frustrating and I think we might have could have had another penalty shout at the end there but listen it's football and that's what happens sometimes you just need to get on with it obviously everyone's going to focus on the penalty but you actually had so many deliveries into that box as well yeah yeah there's there's got some great deliveries in there and we just need to get on the end of them at times and at times we did get on the end of them and I think the first half we had a couple cleared off the line and there was a scramble and and they, to be honest Aberdeen defended really well uh, when it got into the box we, we get some joy in the wide areas and get some great balls in but we need to do better when it gets in the box to be honest with you yeah but Overall, I mean, you look at the season so far, you've beaten Hamilton, that's another top team that you've got a really good performance against and probably should have got to the draw. Yeah, 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 I think we've just said that to the girls there, that you can only be pleased with the work that they're putting in and the attitude that they're showing and and we've got a squad and we need to rotate that squad and, and use it as much as we can and that's why we have it, so that, that's going to come into play again um, next week. But it is, it's, it's, it's hard because it's still raw and you're disappointed um, not to walk away with anything, but we've showed we can compete. We showed we can compete, which a lot of people kind of didn't think we could do. So, happy enough that we can do that, it's about taking it to the next level now. Mad Kirk's Queen's Park moved up to third place in the SWPL2 today with a 3-1 win against Dundee United. It was a second-half display that saw the Glasgow side take all three points. The visitors edged an even first half, and even though they scored slightly against their own play, they were worthy of the lead at half-time. United took the lead when a shot was well saved by Katie Andrews in the Queen's Park goal, and the ball fell to Neve Guffrey, who calmly squared to Robin Smith to make it 1-0 United. The home side had a great chance to equalise straight away, and were it not for a great save from Caroline Nachman, uh, Spiders forward Mary Crooks would have made it 1-1. But the second half, Andrew, was all about the home side. They equalised with a mistake in the Hibs defence. There was a sort of mix-up between Jade McLaren. She attempted to head the ball back to Nachman in the United goal, and that led to Louisa Boyd nipping in to make it 1-1. Anyone's game player of the match, Chloe Doherty. She grabbed the spider second, and what a goal it was. 
The ball fell to Chloe. Uh, she was about 25 yards from goal. And as Chloe said, she just put her laces right through it and it nestled in the top right-hand corner to make it 2-1 to the home side. All three points were sealed when about five minutes from the end, yet again, another calamity in the United defence. This time it was a free kick that ended up at the feet of Samantha McManus and she slotted home to make it 3-1. After the match, I caught up with the victorious manager, Matt Kirk. <laughs> We mentioned to the girls a little bit being calm. Um, we felt as if we were the better team first half. We created a lot of opportunities. Maybe just final ball, kind of United, maybe defending kind of quite well, being resilient. But we felt as if we had to just remain calm, continue to kind of work on what patterns that we're looking to do and what the kind of game plan we're looking to try and maybe play out more of more what we would in there. And we, we, got a, we got a joy. But it was also mentioned about relaxed and being key moments and making sure that we were on top of those key moments and taking our chances, which we did. So after the match, I caught up with Dundee United's Gavin Beath. That's probably a tough one. I think we're obviously disappointed to lose the game, but probably over the course of 90 minutes, it's, it's probably what we deserve being honest with yeah. I think we maybe scored against the run of play a little bit and have one or two other half chances first half, but probably don't really do enough over the course of the 90 minutes to, to merit. Maybe you could have sneaked to John and they scored a couple of goals later on, but over the course of 90 minutes, probably not quite enough and it's just a story how things are kind of going at this moment in time we've got a lot of good players in our squad and we know that it's just it's just trying to get it all getting all together and trying to get it all pieced together if you like and put it for a consistent period of time if it's 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes and that's that's what we're trying to work towards and trying to strive to achieve and we'll get there it's yeah. just taking a little bit longer than we hoped but we'll, we'll remain positive and we'll keep on working away and make sure that Gavin, I mean, you played really well, some lovely passing moves. Is it just finishing you think you need to work on? And is there any players you're looking forward to coming back? And again, Lee obviously missing, which makes a massive, massive loss for us without making any excuses, but she's, she's a big player and mm-hmm. she scored gold at every level she's played it. So that, that's a big loss for us, but she's making really good progress and we'll be back over the next two or three weeks now. I think we do work on it. I think we will look good in training. It is just trying to piece it. Altogether, I think credit to go to Queen's Park as well. I think they did really well defensively. They limited the amount of chances that we had, and the when we did get them to come away, you need to take them. This is Kenny Vogue from Lesser Hamden for anyone's game. And it's full time at Kilmarnock. A last minute deflected strike from Thistle's Jed Gallon sealed all three points for Brian Graham's ladies. Game also saw Thistle's assistant manager Richard Foster be sent to the stand after an exchange with the referee. However, the, the three points were probably deserved in Thistle's favour as they bossed possession most of the game, had numerous chances, even hit the underside of the Killy bar, but actually fell behind on the 66th minute. Dangerous cross came in from Kilmarnock's Abby Robinson, which landed to the feet of Killy's number two, Amy Burrows. Her initial shot was parried by the keeper, but she managed to react quick enough and latch onto the rebound to put Killy in front. The lead didn't last too long, as just 10 minutes later, Thistle had an equaliser, the play probably deserved, through a Sophie Gallagher shot, which was parried by the keeper and here it stepped up a trialist for Thistle, score an all-important equaliser. If there wasn't enough drama in the game, with minutes remaining in the match, Partick had a winner, sparking big celebrations in the Thistle dugout. Commiserations for Kilmarnock after two great wins in a row before this match. First of all, Brian, congratulations on the late winner. 
Um, he dominated most of that game in the first half especially, just couldn't put the ball in the net. It's very frustrating, obviously. I think we've dominated from start to finish and they've got their goal for another sloppy mistake from our end and that's how we've lost the past two games. It's our mistakes that have been killing us the past two games. And, but I've got to give the girls credit because they showed a great one in mentality to get themselves back in the game first and foremost. But with seven minutes to go, they had a belief that they were going to go and win it and they did, so I'm proud of them for that. You just feel that you just need to work on getting that making that attacking play lead to more goals because oh, to be honest we've been scoring goals that's not been the problem it's the mistakes that have been killing us in recent weeks but then we've hit the bar the keepers made a fantastic save in the second Very half nice. and I turned out to my bench and I said is it going to be one of these days but the girls showed great credit and they've got to just pat them in the back because they've, they've walked away with three points and that's what we came here for so your assistant Foster was sent to the stand do you know what happened there? Or? yeah I think the referees went to speak to he's asked them what you're writing are you writing a novel and if that's a sending off, then I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it, so we will be complaining about that one. Feel the ref got some decisions wrong today? Yeah, well, I've actually been booked on the incident because my girls are telling me that it's not went across the line, it's not a corner kick. We end up losing the goal from it. Another photographer showed me a picture of it's not over the line, so it, I've got to yeah. contest it, so I need mm-hmm. to for that. So. so you're away to Stirling University next weekend. What do you thoughts? Any? It's another, it's another big game. Listen, I thought my subs that came on today were excellent and they gave us that real extra push to go and get over the line. So it's, there's decisions to be made and we'll assess them Tuesday, Thursday at training and we'll go from there. I think we always knew this would be a difficult game. We're really struggling now with injuries and we know that it was going to be a difficult game. Um, Partick controlled it the majority of the first half and we had to kind of keep them at bay. But listen, they, they were the better side in the first half. and. We knew that we had to kind of go into this second half with a different game plan to try and get on the ball. I felt as if we did get on the ball uh, more. Uh, we took our goal well from the corner, but obviously kind of talking to, to Brian and stuff, they'll probably feel pretty grieved to lose it after being so dominant. But I felt as if once we got our goal, we, f- we looked a bit better in the 4-1-4-1. Um, and, and I'm just really disappointed to lose two goals. Um, I thought the first one looked offside, but I'll need to have a look at it again. And then the second one, it's just a really wicked deflection, and which gets mm-hmm. away. And that's the way it is sometimes in football. It's a cruel game. Absolutely. So you're, next Sunday, you're away to Queen's Park. Are you ready to bounce back and get back on three points, Jen? Absolutely. That's what we've said to the girls. And um, yeah, we will be disappointed from today. But what we've got to remember is that um, they're on seven points now, Partick. We, we're on six. We have a game in hand as well. So if we win more game in hand, then we'll go to a clear of Partick. And that's kind of the momentum that we need to carry. And we knew that getting into today's game, we were going to have the pressure. And we know next week as well that if we can get some players back fit, um, then it will kind of boost the squad going into next week. And Queen's Park have had an, another good result today. So we need to be fully focused. The league is so tight. Um, so yeah, we're fully focused on trying to bounce back next week to get the three points. So nothing changes there then? No, same ideas, we, we just keep going, um, we keep doing the right things and we keep getting on the ball and being brave. Um, today we've not played and that's the disappointing thing for me, so it's something that we need to look at. Um, and going into next week we just need to bounce back. Thanks for listening to the Anyone's Game podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. It works out at just 60 pence a week and it gives us a chance to expand what we can do and get more and more people involved, which of course only helps increase the coverage of women's football. Visit the newsletter at anyonesgame.substack.com.